brought to you by the Rugby Outlet Mall, equipping you for freedom and connection through rugby. Find out more at RugbyOutletMall.com. I think the minute I stepped on a practice field for rugby, the calling happened. Uh, an eight-year plan to be on the team, and I was in it within two years. Don't wait until you are a pro to be a pro, right? Like, I like doing something, look, stopping and learning from it. Like, it just looked like it was a heavy hit. If it gets up, it's not up. You know, that's the first time I played, like, professionally. I'm making rugby money. How can I make money outside of it? And those two Scottish guys, and they said, oh, you're, um, you're here for the movie. Rugby is a sport where that's often coupled with actually having a good time. He looked at me and he says, you guys are awesome. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Tommy Bailu, and this is the podcast where we speak to people about the opportunities that they have found, discovered, and or created via rugby. We have two amazing guests, not just one, not but two awesome guests coming through. Warren Mullis and Preston Thompson of the American Rugby Pod, a.k.a. Red, White, and Black Eye. Yo, these cats were awesome. And if you haven't heard their podcast, I don't know if you're actually in the U.S., but (laughs) these guys are the preeminent analysts when it comes to podcast rugby here in the U.S., They've gotten to details like no other. Gotta love it between MLR to national team, and it's just chill, casual, and they were just like that in this. I, I, I genuinely enjoyed it because it was so funny. I've been in the same area as them on multiple occasions, but we never ran into each other. So to have the opportunity to do it was literally an honor and a blessing uh, for me. And I always love getting to know more and more people within the rugby community, especially whenever you're doing media industry stuff. And the conversation that we had was awesome. Like, yo, these guys, these guys were great. These guys were great. So, uh, also, guys, happy Black History Month. It's going to be, I guess, technically when this drops, the second day of Black History Month. And we got some great stuff for you coming through for this. But first and foremost, we finally dropped... HBCU Rugby Classic is going live. We dropped the first promo. Guys, check it out. It is going to be dope. We got a new format going in for this year just because we got to make some pandemic associate adjustments. This collegiate unknownness has been a hell for rugby. But, hey, look, rugby's coming back. And to be honest with you, it's already back for a lot of people. Club rugby's already started. Some collegiate rugby has already started. So this is just the next step forward. May 1st and 2nd. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, HBCU Rugby Classic. Guys, check it out over at www.hbcurugbyclassic.com. You guys can get all the information or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at HBCU Rugby Classic or on Twitter at HBCU Rugby. And even on top of that, look, look, this is still the Grow Rugby Podcast We have some new merch and stuff on the Rugby Outlet Mall store. We got the promo codes up and working because I think some of y'all went there and it might not have been working as well as we thought, but we got it all taken care of. 
Yo, we have some dope Valentine's Day gear. Like, this month is going to be stacked. And you guys want to definitely get in on this by using promo code GROWRUGBY for 25% off. I'm sorry. For 20% off. Sorry, I took it down. 20% off all gear on the store. All right? That's 20% off all merch on the store. And you guys, I, you guys are going to love this. We put in some new tag stuff. Like I said, we got our Valentine's Day line that we're going to be putting out now. We have our HBCU Rugby Classic line that we put out. And, of course, GTRN 13. We got new logos. Uh, I'm telling you, you guys are going to want this shirt. And we're just continuing to build up the store more and more and more. So definitely check it out. Grow Rugby, G-R-E-A-U-X Rugby. This is only for the podcast people. Only for the podcast people. If they hadn't heard it on the podcast, yo, they're not getting none of it, all right? Not one little iota of it. So I want you guys to jump in on this. I want you guys to enjoy it, and you guys take it all the way in. And lastly, definitely, 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 definitely check out the documentary Singapore to Tokyo any way we can at redearthfilms.vhx.com. TV. You guys are going to love it. It's just going to put everything together. Yo, this is the month where we're bringing it all. All right? We're bringing it all together. Guys, man, I'm, I'm excited for 2021. Like, it's it's going to be such a lit year. Um, and I, I can't wait to see, show you guys and have you guys hear everything that's going down. But in the meantime, uh, I want you guys also to check out uh, our YouTube page, Gift Time Rugby. Uh, youtube.com slash gift time rugby network where you guys can see the videos for all our our shows as well as our promos and we got new episodes of programming coming out over the course of the next three months yo guys it's about to get real i know 2020 we probably should have had it but yo this was 2020 was a uh refresh and relearn kind of year so you know we're bringing it for 2021 and when i tell you we're bringing all the heat I'm bringing all the heat. You guys are going to enjoy it. We're going to keep you guys entertained. But in the meantime, yo, check out Warren Mullis, Preston Thompson, American Rugby Pod, yo, a.k.a. Two Dope Guys, a.k.a. Them Dudes Over There, <laughs> a.k.a. Let's Get It. Check it out. Grow Rugby, Grow Rugby, Grow Rugby, Grow Rugby, Grow Rugby, Grow Rugby, Grow Rugby. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grow Rugby. I got I got two X V I an incredible well, actually it'd be technically very V very I and the two X P's of the people here: Preston Thompson, Warren Mullis, aka American Rugby Podcast, aka Red White and Blue All Over, Black Eye, Black Eye All Over, yeah, Black Eye, okay. I go I go in American rugby. See, this is oh, yeah. I'm already a bad host on this one. This is what I do. This is this is on me. No. We these guys, I, I know everybody has has loved you guys' podcast. You guys are one that not only just pops up consistently on my timeline, but is one that's referenced with friends, people in and outside the rugby community. Uh and I know whenever I first heard about you guys, it was 2014, 2015. We were just talking about it. And just being able to see how you guys have risen from just podcasting to 
commentating to analysts. Like, you guys have really done it for the community. And uh, it is absolutely a pleasure to be able to have you guys here. That's that's the ego beast. Ego boost I needed for the for the year. I think yeah. I'm good. We could we can end the recording now. Cheers. We're sending this intro to our parents. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a failure. Yeah. They'll finally believe us. Yeah. It's, it's like, look, they like us. They really hit yeah. this valley field. They really love us. Someone listens. Someone listens. Finally. Yeah. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you fa- I'm glad you know the five people that listen to our podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, we, we just get around. We really just like just pounce it back and forth in the text exactly. message, and we're just like, yeah. yo, we just got to really get these numbers up. We got to do it for the people. Exactly. <laughs> Leave <Yeah>. a review. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of just like kicking it off, you know, uh, obviously you guys have told your story on, on multiple platforms, but this since is the first time you guys are here, um, you know, we wanna, I always like to say, I want to get the superhero origin story when it comes to this, you know. So for you guys, like, and can start with one or the other. I'll start with Preston and then Warren. But um, tell me, like, how did you guys get started with rugby? Well, uh, Warren, feel free to interject with any details. But this is from my <laughs> recollection. Um, you have a lot of the angles yeah. right, you know. So there, there was uh, our streets, Liberty Trace. So we had me, Warren, and Chris. And one of Chris's friends, his dad played rugby. Yep. And I guess Warren and him saw the rugby ball. I, was, I, I wasn't there, but they saw the rugby ball and asked about it. And he said, there's a store, you know, in Marietta where you can buy a ball. Here are, like, the basic rules. And before I knew it, we were playing, like, three-on-four uh, rugby. And uh, I just remember the teams were called the Polar Bears and the Seals. <laughs> um, I legit think, like, I was in middle school, so, like, I had, like, an oh, actual, nice. like, a little, like, blog. I remember I went back, like, even a year ago, I think it was still up, and like read the match recaps of like us playing rugby of like Warren offloaded it to Brendan. Brendan trucked through my tackle and scored and like tight. And it was you know just beautiful, ridiculous, stupid stuff. But we didn't know what we were doing. But yeah, I that's how I kind of like remember it happening. Yeah, uh, might have more more details to put in. So so basically, so I I grew up cross street from Preston. He's essentially my little brother. We we've known each other since we were like practically in diapers and. Nice. Played so obviously we played so middle school together. Yeah, so middle school. Yeah, so we played. We were always playing football, playing baseball, throwing lacrosse balls around, and it just naturally became something. And it was never super structured, and it became something where a rugby ball popped up, and we learned the basics of like you got to pass backwards, and you can you can just smash guys wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, that's what it became. And weirdly, at the same time, men's clubs in Atlanta finally had this light bulb go off of like we should really support youth rugby. And, and I think it was the fact that a couple of the players had sons that were finally getting to that age. Yeah. Right. Cause a lot like the, the renegades old white, they were founded in like late seventies early uh, or late sixties, early seventies. So these guys that were old boys in the club were finally getting like high school age sons and they were like, all right, we should create a team. So it, it just kind of happened at the, the perfect time. We re- our dads didn't play rugby. We didn't really know anybody who did. And they, they ended up creating a, a team that still exists at our high school. It's a club team. It's called the Trojans. We went to a, a, I've a, heard of them. Yeah, we went yeah. to a team where we went to high school called Lassiter, the Lassiter yeah. Trojans. They just named the club team Trojans. And it was from a couple of schools in the area. And uh, our first year, we won the state championship. Preston and I both started in that final and played in that final. And we've been playing rugby and, nice. and, be, and loving rugby ever since. I just – 
remembered I, I have the state championship ring <laughs> somewhere in this room. It's like in a box. I actually have it. Yeah. Uh, we. We love to tell everyone we won the state championship. We just don't tell people there were four teams in the entire <laughs> yeah. state. I mean, look, 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 semantics, semantics, all right? Yeah. We're, we're only about the headlines. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, and we won. And, and Warren actually uh, – so he was a senior when I was a freshman when the team started, and so he right. had a, a bigger hand in in starting the club. And then I, w- I was happy that I was able to play for four years and it's still going on. So the, the team actually did turn into one of the more well-established and, and, and a powerhouse program – uh, in the state. And it's kind of, it's weird thinking back to the first year when like, yeah, like I said, I was a freshman, Warren was a senior and, and what it actually was and what it's turned into. It's been pretty yeah. insane. Our, our claim to fame is Hanno Dirksen. He played with yeah. Preston for a season. Hanno <laughs> plays two seasons. He plays professionally for the Ospreys and Wales was, ca- yeah. was uncapped with the Eagles in a, in a friendly against, against Munster. Monster. Um, so one of those guys that like could have played for the Eagles for a while, but decided to keep that contract over in Wales. So he played for the Trojans. So, and we've had a lot of guys go to life and stuff and, and, and represent the U S the U S like under twenties. That makes sense. And I was going to say like, even for him, like it, it's great to be able to, uh, and obviously be able to have that, that international, but I mean, you can't be being able to say, look, I, I I'm getting to play. I get to make mm-hmm. a living off of it. And you get to play with some of the best in the world. Yeah. regardless yeah i think he was trying to make the welsh team and he yeah. had knee surgery oh, and then there were complications with the knee surgery and he kind of lost his spot but it i mean like he still you said he still had the opportunity to play professionally and he, and he, right. and he still gets gets time there but it was uh it's one of those where it's like the the u.s had an opportunity and it's just like it wasn't appealing enough at the time to uh to snap snacks he was obviously he was obviously good enough to to be in line to play for Wales. So it's not like it was, you know, like, like your average talent. I mean, yeah. right. I, I, I got to play high school rugby. So like, the thing about this, he, got to, he had to play against kids in Georgia who had, it was their, their first game. They had never touched rugby ball. And this guy who was, would go on to be like an international star. What was like, he was on our team. Like imagine yeah. that, like he's running against guys That's who, on- who like, who, who think that this is the cross, like before they should <laughs> practice. And like lots saw that chip. it wasn't, and they were like, "Oh, I guess I'll play this too." Like lots it, of chip it, and chasing. Yeah, there was, it, it was yeah. insanity at, at yeah. some points watching this. Film. Yeah. Yo, look, see, and that's 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 where it goes. Where you're like, look, I already knew you were gonna be big. Like you, this isn't this wasn't even fair to begin with. Right. That's where yeah. I go. Like, ah, oh, the, the the scouting. Like, really, who was decision making on this one? They were up in for the Ospreys, up for the Wales, and all of a sudden it's like, ah. I don't feel like this is going to be good enough for the Eagles. I like this. Is, this is... It, it, it's been a constant problem with the USA, right? It's, yeah. it's we, we've had guys that they're, obviously they're generally dual internationals. They were born here, but raised overseas that I've got a really steady income playing professional rugby. If I take that cap for the USA, my contract is, is all of a sudden up potentially to, to not be renewed. And you, you, if you got a family, you got a mortgage, all of a sudden that's a serious decision you got to make to play international rugby. But we even saw it with Samu Manoa. He signed that contract with Northampton, and he disappeared off the international scene for three years. It's just yeah. it's what happened. It makes and it makes sense, you know. But it's it's it goes back where I go not not for their decision to be with the Northampton or be yeah. with the professional teams. Mine you is the issue of with USA team not making the accommodations to be able to say, "Hey, look, we're going to do whatever we can to get you here, play yeah. international with us for." a game or two or whatever, get your cap under us and then be able to have you be fill in, return back to where you were because it only can help the brand. But 
True. You know, again, it, it's part of the, I think the, the, that's always been like this little underlying issue, but it's part of the growth of the industry, you know? Yeah. And, and, go ahead, Preston. The, who's the current one right now in, in Ireland? Is it Ronan Sal- Salanoa or? Right. The, the, he's uh, in the uh, Munster Academy. Yeah. I mean, so someone recently, that we've been yeah. trying to, or at least been talking about for a while to like, Hey, let's just get him a cap. Let's do something. Yeah. And obviously we, we couldn't this past year, but yeah, it's like that case of let, let's just try and lock it, it down and then you can go back to your club. You know, exactly. but, you know, you know, it's just you, you want the bright spots because it does create a different standard that goes along with uh, the sport for the future. And this is everything that happens. And we've, I think we've noticed this even now, whatever we see that happens in the international level is a trickle down effect. And if you do the trickle down effect properly, you should be able to develop or at least create that next setup of development coming through. And, you know, again, the, the, the ever, the ever problems that kick in but that being said that being said it does feel nice that over the course of the last few years and i'd always say within the last 10 we've seen such dynamic changes that have come within the within rugby here in the u.s and even now after this pandemic i I think we're seeing the ripple effect uh impact the rest of the world so kind of for you guys because you guys have done as much as i've done like doing rugby you guys go into a level of detail that i can't even begin to touch because uh yeah i just i'm just because you have a life because <laughs> <laughs> you're not a nerd do you, do you have friends that do you, yeah. <laughs> you guys I mean, are such you know, losers that you spend so much time talking about it <laughs> now i'll say the person who goes into the most detail uh I, I feel like it just spawned from how the podcast came, came about warren and i yeah. um probably you've experienced this too like there's a the community let's go back like you said 10 years right the community that you could talk in-depth rugby with was very, very small. Um, and for Warren and myself, it was literally just us two. So, like, yes. all of our rugby talk, like, whether it was high school All-Americans, like, women's 15s, like, national team, all of it was, like, had to be between us. So, like, that, like all the detail just comes because there was no other person to, to talk to about. To talk with, you know? Yeah. So, the, the podcast was born on a road trip to Savannah for the annual St. Patrick's Day nice. tournament. And we were talking about our national team, how we'd recently lost some test matches. Right. Uh, Pre- Preston was still play- was playing for a different men's club than I was playing for at the time. We were going to play for the same men's club in Savannah, but um, he was kind of yeah. talking about at socials. He would try to get, even put an Eagles match on TV or or to or to talk to the guys. And same with me. And we weren't we just were really struggling there. The team liked the team. They they right, yeah. they they loved that aspect of rugby, but they didn't look at it from a national perspective. Right. And Preston and I both agreed. We're like, one of the biggest issues is there outside of it, like two or three blogs, there isn't anywhere where fans can come and like hear news and get ex- opinions and like a sports center for rugby. Right. And literally a, like a three hour drive. We talked the entire time about how Todd clever was looking overseas and this, that, and the other, and this, that, you know, what, what would you do with $10 million to start a league? Like, yeah. Like stuff well, that like, no, it doesn't even that. like make sense. Like it's never going to happen. We were like, well, we would put teams in like, but yeah. that's the perfect thing, yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's it's one of the reasons why I've actually really appreciated what you guys have done right. because of the fact that there is – it was that lack of detail. It's not even just a lack of detail, all right? It was it was the detail, but it entertainingly doing – it was like doing fantasy, but we just yeah. didn't have the fantasy element that was going to it. And so right. whenever – like when you guys started doing this, it was like, oh, snap, okay. Now we have something that's encompassing, but it's it doesn't feel – preachy 
because I think a lot of times whenever we talk with, especially with non-rugby people, but right. especially amongst rugby people, sometimes it can feel a little repetitive. You, you kind of get hit the same topics over and over and over again. Yeah. So then when you guys started doing it, it was like, okay, not only are we hitting the topics, we're getting actually a little bit more into the depth of it, and we're actually hitting it like it would be any other sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you we know, definitely look we look through, we look at it through an American lens, right? We we follow the professionals really thoroughly. We talk about the national team a lot, right? We 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 occasionally will do do a quick snap on club rugby, a quick snap on high school rugby and stuff. But we really boil it up to those big bigger picture things because we think that captures the largest audience and it's putting a spotlight on our national team, which it which in other countries. If you go to England, your average rugby fan massively follows the English national team, and then they're kind of into the premiership, right? Right. Here in the United States, people are massively into their D3 club, yeah, and they right. know nothing about the national team. So we're just trying to reverse that a little bit. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, what Preston and I always say is, like, to bring more people to the sport, we, 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 we need to – we need to look at the national team and the, the, the governing body and all the support and, and build a fanhood around it. Mm-hmm. As a, like we're not going to build fans of, of, of rugby in the United States by, by trying to get as more people to turn out to D3 matches. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, like, like we were both playing D3 like yeah. at, at the time. So it's like, <laughs> like we, it's were, like, we, were we already it. know this. Like, yeah. like, like we, we played it. But yeah. said, like, we, like, even in college, like afterwards, I'd be like, hey, like the Eagles are playing later today. Like we would, we, ju- we would have just finished a game. Like we had just played rugby, something that we dedicated two days a week for practice in this game. And people would be like, oh, like the Eagles are playing? Like yeah. who? Or like we're playing Romania. Like this is actually a difficult match. Like Todd Clever's captain. They're like, oh yeah, like I've heard of that guy. And like Chris Wiles, like, no, I don't, don't know who that guy is. Okay. Yeah, no. Like, so, yeah, we realized that like something needs to happen, and it's because like there was no one that you could talk to. And I right. think what people liked about it was it felt like like it was filling that hole of like this is the conversation I want to have with my teammates and I want to have with my friends, right. but like they're not paying attention to it as much. And so there's sort of like an approachable way to get people to know like who who's on the bench, like who's getting their first cap. Like, right. oh yeah, I heard about him because. You know, they talked about him two years ago when he was coming out of Cal or something like that. So just right. it's it's like it's easygoing and approachable, and it just like filled that hole of just wanting people to just care, even the slightest. Just yeah. like just just know who the team is, and, and if you really are interested in rugby, like it's not going to take any convincing from us to for you to follow it. Like if you if you play it, you're probably going to enjoy watching it at a very high level, and just like any other sport, like you mentioned fantasy. Like you, people play fantasy rugby now. Like if you enjoy it, you're gonna find ways to follow that sport. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and if it's not listening to us, like that's totally fine. But like if it's watching it, that's really what matters. Like just exactly. Just watch it. Yeah. And it's also it's just trying to create that bridge. You're you're you're, yeah. you're bridging these gaps together. And it, it goes. I've talked about this numerous times with people when it comes to having to create a little bit of the celebrity celebrityization of of national players. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because we do like. We want, like most people, whenever you're entering to a sport for the first time, you find a face. It, football it could have been a Randy Moss or it could have been uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, whoever, or yeah. basketball, LeBron, Michael Jordan, whatever. We always look for who's the face of this said sport and then help me identify who I need to pay attention to. And then you start to fall into the space of, okay, now this is 
the team I identify with. Or because of this player, I identify with everybody that revolves around their cycle. So you're basically helping them curate this information already in advance. Yeah, yeah. no, 100%. I mean, and we've, we have seen a change in that, right? I mean, when going to test matches where 3,000 people were there and only like 100 people would stay behind to see the players afterwards to now where like we're seeing a lot more fanhood, a lot more people getting into it. Uh, recently, like I, I've, I was involved with Atlanta Youth Rugby here in Atlanta. It's, it's a really successful youth club here in the Atlanta area. Recently, they had a, a, a get together with the Eagles when the Eagles were playing a test match in the area. Like all these kids were lining up to get photos. They knew the players, who the players were. And you've got to believe for a guy like Nick Savetta, who isn't making very much money turning up for us, is putting right. his body on the line, literally you know, broke his leg playing for the Eagles j- just purely for the passion of representing his country. It's got to feel good when some little kids know who you are and, and want to picture with you, right? And that, that's the encouraging thing. Yeah, I was saying, it, it's like, why should people care? And then it's like, if you love the sport and, and, and if people are talking about it, like that's what builds up this, like people wanting to know who these players are. It's just, just talking about it, letting them know who they are. Yeah. Where did they play college rugby? And like, you, like I love that, like just building that celebrity, celebrityization of that rugby player. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people equate, um, like I remember I was watching Sevens and uh, I was talking with a friend of mine who, you know, was once a roommate about how elite our Sevens players were, how fast they were. And he like he didn't believe me. He's like, no, like they're not as fast as you know this running back, this wide receiver, and and you could tell it was rooted in, well, like this running back gets this much airtime on on SportsCenter, and he has yep. this many followers on Twitter, and he has this many highlight reels, and, and I was trying to explain that to him. Like you do know that elite athletes aren't just in the in NFL or the NBA. Like th- these people are all over the world Everywhere. doing other sports, and, and we kind of keep we weren't debating. It was kind of just the back and forth, and then later that day. They had a highlight uh, specifically of Carlin and of Perry, and they tracked their speed on in, in the match. And I was like, I called them over, and I was like, Hey, like, look, like they're not lying. Like they're they're not like you know making like, up some play. speed. This right. isn't fraudulent. <laughs> yeah, like Dominion didn't change these numbers. You know, like, I was like, this is like a real tracker, and like he he didn't say anything. It was just kind of like he saw like the whole highlight, how fast he went, like faster than any running back that he had mentioned earlier because we looked right. him up, and he was just kind of like, oh, and he like shook his head. And then from that point on, I think there was a little bit more like respect, respect for the game as far. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just, and I feel like the, the seventh world series has done a great job of putting yeah, those highlights out there of like, you should care and hear the highlights that's good, that are going to get you excited. And like just building up that whole mystique about the, the athlete. So it's, you know, we want it more than like anyone else. Like it's just like a small building block into like getting it up there, you know? And that's, I love it. it like, you know, we, we, we talk about the, the, the different factors that go into needing to, uh, expand the 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 mindset that goes of rugby of mm-hmm. of how people approach and perceive rugby. You know, we I think you guys have probably heard this same thing. Yo, we need to get on TV the most. Yo, we we need to be on ESPN, and then yeah. just a very re- repetition of that. But I've always had the uh, the 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 theory where it's and it's probably not very much of a theory as much as it is just within rugby. But you have to hit all the scopes. It's the clips for people to be able to easily consume, the widely available game for people to be able to understand. But most importantly, you need to have the stories underneath, whether it's individually for the person or individually for what the matchup does. 
So, like, when you guys were putting this together with red, white, and black eyes, see, I got it the second time, man. <laughs> we <laughs> people mess it up all kinds of ways. You know, just, just, uh, you know, I just, I, what can I do, man? This is pandemic life, all right? Pandemic, <laughs> no, play. Like, um, but, you know, whenever you guys were putting together that initial um, podcast and you guys were seeing this factor of, all right, we want to just talk about these players. What was that first set of research? Like, how was it that you guys put your research together? Because at that time, these things weren't very wild. And that's it's wild because it's been like six years now that you guys have been at yeah, this. Yeah. Seven, going into your seventh year now. Mm-hmm. Like, how how are you guys able to find that information initially and be able to just work it through? So we, we lucked out that right at the time that we were getting in, interested in it, it did become a little bit more widely available. Like I remember, I love the 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 rugby pod in the UK that Jim Hamilton and Andy Gooder on because one of the first ever rugby videos I watched was Jim Hamilton's fight sequence. Because for like <laughs> my first five years of being a rugby fan, and that's what only I love yeah the only YouTube you could see were like fights and big hits, right? <laughs> right. And uh, but right right around you know six seven years ago, like the Premiership uh, in the UK in England started just making all of the, their matches available afterwards. You can watch them afterwards on their website. So we, we've, we uh, both religiously read thisisamericanrugby.com. It was a blog. And one of, of the things course. they did, yeah, Curtis. Curtis, yeah. <laughs> and, and I emailed Curtis all the time. Hey, I saw that this guy played this much. And we would and always like, comment right, on it. Like it was right, more yeah. than I commenting on him. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you go back to that blog and there's, a, and there's any comments that are positive pro USA rugby, it's Preston and I. <laughs> You guys are doing it again, doing it for the people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> There's a crap ton of negative comments. Stay loyal. On brand and loyal. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one of the main things we did was there are there are six to eight American either Eagles or qualified playing in the premiership. We would watch their games and we'd watch those players. I mean, like they scored this try, they 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 played this many minutes. And then for watching the Eagles games. That, that was our biggest focus, was every test match, uh, men's, uh, selects, women's, uh, U20s, any of that. We would do some the, as much research as we could, but we would watch the match and we'd break it down. And that, and that was, a, I mean, Preston can talk yes. about that, a lot of sketchy streams. <laughs> we had to stream some really weird, go to some really dark places on the internet. That's, that's why, the, that's why the, the podcast took off because yeah. people weren't able to see the game so they could come back and hear our 15 minute analysis of the game right. that we got on like a Russian you know bot site that killed my computer I was about to say I was like look so uh, how 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 uh, uh diseased was your computer at the end of that I, situation like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest I still use one of those websites because the Hawks got dropped on YouTube TV. So I can't watch the, the Hawks play. So I, I still have to, so it's first year sports and then NBA bites. So you may, you yeah. may or may not still use that. I may or may not. I'm, I'm allegedly. Not, allegedly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, at, at that point, it was a little bit uh, like when we were first starting, it was a little bit easier to like dedicate uh, a bunch more time. Like Warren was married, but didn't have any, have any children. Um, I was in advertising school, so I had obviously a bunch of time. So it was, you know, reading religiously, like this is American rugby, right? Whichever version was Goff had at the time. Yeah, I think rugby, rugby mag. Today. Rugby, rugby mag. I think it was rugby mag 
at that point. Yeah, just like like anything you could find, any blurbs. And then like Warren said, you know, it's it's finding the match any way you can. And I, I it's weird thinking back to like how you used to watch rugby mm-hmm. and at first. Like I remember like back when like even YouTube wasn't even really a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, you if you would right now when you search YouTube for rugby highlights, you, you like you get infinity oh, amount. But back then there were like five games. I had to like download these five games to watch on my iPod, this 80 gig iPod. And it was like the same four games, international, like a couple of Bledisloe clubs, cups, uh, like France versus New Zealand. And I just yep. watched those over and over and over. And like, we would do that with universal sports. Whenever they had the Churchill cup, we would just record it and watch it over and over. Uh, and it, it's almost like the, the people just got burned into your brains right. uh, or into our brains of like who they are. Who they are, and, the backgrounds. Yeah, um, yeah, but it was it – was, um, I mean, it's, it's easier now to watch the team in, so in, much in certain regards. You know, it depends on where it's being shown. But, yeah, like, but back then, it, it's like – it's crazy to think how it used to be. Right. Look, like, even for me, whenever I remember – so I started 2013, so I was just right – Yeah, you were one of the few that, like, when we were talking about it, we were, like, we were talking about like, who was doing – like what? Like not just the podcast. But like who's like going after this market? And like we named the blogs, and like you were like one of the few that was putting out rugby content at the time. Right. It was. So and, and it, remember? It was. It, it was. It was weird, and I appreciate it because I honestly, literally thought like two people ever saw those things ever. So, it was Warren and myself. Like, really yes, yes. We, we left the comments. We said yeah. the keep, keep it out. It was a flat circle. <laughs> if like, it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Like and subscribe, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's it's wild because it, it was such a different usage. It was because I, it was part of the reason why I said the, the aspect of people had been wanting things to be on ESPN and stuff. Yeah. But it was it was like you're not taking advantage of that medium that was directly available to you when it was streaming. And it took, what, another two, three years before you got it, but – the mere fact that you guys were able to start to analyze video so well off of that, like for you, do you guys feel like arguably you, if you guys were players, you would be like, I know the defense before the defense even knows it at this point. So I, I definitely understand the game more than, than I ever have in terms of when I was a player, when I was a player, yeah. like I'm six, six, like my main job was to jump in the line out. Right. And like to like Lock hit, all day. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's all I did. If I if I could go back to the to the way now where I like actually under this, understand the game, then 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 yes, like I, I think I'd be able to read things a lot better, and I'd honestly probably be a much better player. But uh, really, I think we we do take a juxtaposition. Like if, if you if you listen to our podcast, we are not overly analytical to the point where we're talking about like oh was it a three four split or was right. it that or the other. We do take a little bit of like. We, I, I would say we do boil it down a little bit more to the common language of like, hey, they, they spent a lot more time letting the opposition have the ball and, and they, they preferred to uh, to try to turn the ball over to go for points. Like we keep it a little bit higher level, but we actually break it down to, to a point that nobody was doing. And, and I think that's why folks turned, tuned in because, yeah, you could read a match analysis on a blog, but that was it. You couldn't it hear people – talk about it who who had a basic understanding of the game neither of us claim to be like like we're not going to be national coaches tomorrow but we do have a basic understanding of the game i was a forward preston was a back we we kind of understand the different dynamics there and, and like talking about it i think the other thing is, is we try to kind of make it fun we joke around 
like this sounds kind of silly, but it's a little bit of like a bro culture. Like we'll curse, we'll, we'll joke around, we'll make jokes. Like where it's, it's folks, it doesn't feel like they're turning into this like really stiff collared ESPN where it's just very straight laced. We're just two friends having a good time. We're going to say whatever comes to our mind, whether like, like we don't really care what people think. Like we, what we always say is we're literally, Preston and I are going to have, be having these conversations whether one person listens or whether a thousand listens, because this is this is what we were doing before we created the podcast. This is just how we talk. We talk about games and break down games because it's what we like to do. And I think that's where that that is where the one of the, the the markets had to be able to get hit. And also, I've always appreciated the fact that you guys have the drinks right before you guys once you guys get on the mic. Like I, 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 love, I think right it's here. beautiful. <laughs> But no, it was it's it's that aspect, and, and that's actually why I say the analysis that you guys have is impressive because it's the factor of being able to actually make it common speak. Right. Because again, I, I've heard many, and, and don't get me wrong, like it's not difficult to understand, but mm-hmm. I've heard so many times when you start breaking down into the actual function formation of how this phase needs to go into this phase, and what are we setting up before the kick? That's three plays down, and da 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 da. And it just can start to drone on and yeah. on versus just yeah. actually giving, again, the curated version of what the game is. And so you're going from that point, and now you're saying, all right, I'm not only just going to tell you the curated version, but I'm going to bring you guys in. You're joining into our conversation, which is what I yeah. think you guys say. You're joining our conversation. We're not trying to get to you. We're allowing you guys to be a part of this, and and it's – I mean, it's it's welcoming. It's very warm. You guys are incredibly warm on the. But I'm gonna compliment you guys a lot because I really am legitimately in love with you guys. You know, we haven't had a five star review in months, so like we're 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 just gonna like write down what you said. I'm gonna read a five star review myself on our podcast. But um, no, reviewing matches. It's something that's it's when we first started, and like we were talking, recording ourselves talking about this game. In my head, it was kind of like, oh shit, like I've got a. I have to like pay attention to the game in depth. I can't just like watch it and then be mad when they score and like get another beer. I have to be like, oh, great. Like how many times have we kicked it? Uh, Like, okay, so where did we start that try? Like how many like phases back did this try go from? Like analyzing like that, then also realizing like people probably don't want to hear, you know, either of us talk about, you know, every single phase that we had. Right. You know, just not about like the highlights of like, well, here's what we saw. Like, you know, here's like we had five mistakes and they were all the similar mistakes. You know, we're not mm-hmm. going to talk about leading up to all of them, maybe, but we're going to identify those. And it's just, you know, pinpointing what, you know, maybe the the highlights or lowlights, just the important things to know are. Um, but and- yeah, it was kind of like a shock, just like realizing, like, all right, if I if I want to do this, if I if I want people to think that I know what I'm talking about, which like I actually I want them to know that I think right. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I, I have to, like, make you guys believe me. Yeah. Just believe me. I got <laughs> just believe me. Like I, I, then I'm gonna have to like take notes. I'm gonna have to do it in right. depth. And then like even getting into like getting to do the play by play for a match, like realizing like, okay, now I have to try and remember something like that a player did from ten minutes before, because that right. might be a common theme in his style of play and I have to be able to like recall that. So it's like we went from just being fans, um, like avid fans, to people who like, you know, and, and like we we drink when we watch games, obviously. But instead of just having it be social, I think both now of us had to be like, okay, like now we have to we can have our beer, but we have to at least start to analyze a little bit of it. Um, you know, and it's not like a job, but it's it's kind of like it, a job. It, it, it's it's part of the it's, it's part of the uh, expertise development of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So let me ask you, so kind of kind of moving on, because I wanted to kind of get into when you guys started commentating, right? Mm. So this was, you know, you guys have been doing it from what I understand, and let me know if the timeline was wrong. You guys have been doing the podcast for about two years at that point, and then you guys had the opportunity to do the USA 7s, correct? The USA uh, Collegiate 7s. Yeah. Collegiate 7s National Championship, yeah. Yes, in exactly. Carrie, North Carolina. So when you guys got that chance, when they because did did you guys go to them or did they call you guys up and were like, hey, look, you know, we've been listening in. Let's let's get you guys on the mic. Well, what do you who do you think contacted you? I mean, come on. You know, it's just like, look, I'm, I'm knocking on we, your we door right now. Physical <laughs> violence. No. No. no, they actually I think they reached out to uh, well, Warren can tell you. He's a, yeah, they, 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 they reached out to us. And at first we thought it was a joke. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, like, oh, somebody's messing with us. So we had been in contact with them for for press credentials to a couple of events, right? right. So like we, so we, the, their press office at USA Rugby knew who we were, and like so they they'd sent us a couple of things. Who was your they, people? Was it was it Nick? Was it Laura? Was uh, it- this was this was way back. Who who were we talking to back then? Preston, Alex. Alex, Alex, Solomon. Alex yeah. Solomon, that's yeah. my guy. Yeah, yeah. cheers so to we, Alex. He's a, he's a good he's a good guy. He's a, good he's dude. a great guy. Yeah, great yes. guy. So they 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 knew that we were in Atlanta, and they said, "Hey, we need some additional announcers." And they they had like everybody that was announcing. You know, we had been uh, we had heard on TV before, and then it was us. Everyone who yeah, they were either a former Eagle or a professional. No, they were all former Eagles, actually. Warren. Yeah, Dallin Dallin played sevens. Yeah. Um, Sturbina, didn't he play sevens? I'm not. I'm not quite sure, but but it, 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 international. It was either international players or or former Eagles, and then it was Warren and myself. Yeah. Our bringing, bringing up the rear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, but like for you guys, like whenever you had that, because you know it's a different medium. Whenever you're oh recording, gosh. pre-recording to you're hitting it live. You know, oh. I remember like whenever I first did it because the the first time that I I did the commentating. Uh, with them, I actually I asked that Laura, who who was the uh, communications director initially, um, if she'd be okay with me going. And it was for, I think it was actually, it was collegiate. It was at Life University, mm-hmm. wherever it was. I can't remember what what tournament it was. And I was just like, yo, I just wanna let me just get on the mic. Uh, and she gave me the chance. It's just like. <sighs> Man, this is the, the pressure is real. Like you're just like trying to make sure you see everything. For me, it was, and I've been trying to do it like actually uh, through a live podcast at the time. Mm-hmm. So initially, I did it through live podcast with Spreaker, and then and Laura had seen me. I think at USA Canada game like in 2014, and then it was okay. Let me do it at live. Let's see who can do it under USA Rugby, and uh, I'm pretty confident everybody. In the YouTube comments, hated me. In it, <laughs> if we were in there, we would have left nice yeah, comments. Are you, no check way. our comments because no okay, way. check our comments. Okay, no we way. were defending your honor. We yeah. are we were white knight anyway. I felt it. It, it was yeah. the only reason I kept going on. I told you, Five. I'm here today because of you guys. <laughs> yeah. No. I, it, so at that college tournament, I remember the first game. It was like. It was they they started us off pretty low. I'm not going to mention the teams just in case anybody from the teams are listening. But they they started us on like the D division. Yeah. And our very first game that we announced, uh, somebody texted us and said we can only hear Warren. And like one of the mics wasn't plugged in. So 
Uh, no, they were. So, they could. I think they only could hear me. That was it. I think you were doing the play-by-play. So like, I think all they could hear was like me. Analysis. Like, yeah, that was a really good run, wasn't yeah, it? Like was they, it. they couldn't even hear the play-by-play because I think it was you. By the end of it, by the third day, um, we, they gave us the last game of of the the tournament in in the um, in the big stadium, mm-hmm. where we were with the the full production crew, where they were actually telling us, uh, you know, what angles they're about to take, when to wrap it up. So that was the first time the entire weekend we had people talking in our ears, t- kind of coaching us through it. That was insane. Yeah. And we, we could see on our monitors what they were showing on the television, where the previous games, we were pitch side, we could hear ourselves. And like, right. we were just kind of just kind of viewing from the pitch and talking about the game. This, we were up in a booth, full production. So that was a, that was a really cool experience. We got a lot of good Instagram posts out of that oh, yeah. for uh, <laughs> yeah. looking. I mean, we we've reused those photos from from that booth a million times. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it'll never get old. Yeah. Um, well, but we we spend a lot of time like watching matches that we've already watched and then right. kind of commentating them. And I, I remember when they they were assigning us our fields and they're like, okay. And then also at two p.m., Preston, you go up to the this field and Warren, you get down that field. Yeah. Like, wait, like you mean? Wait, you're like, separating we're, us? We're like we're doing like we're separating us, and then <laughs> we're also doing our matches by ourselves. Like, yeah, no one else to commentate with us, and they're just like, yeah, and we're like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, and they're like, Warren, go with Dallin. I'm like, wait, wait, I'm supposed to support Dallin? And like, you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, they, they switched yeah. us up and like gave us like other people. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of just like, yeah, like we, that'd be cool if you pretend if you fake it till you make it, like you'll eventually get there. It. You go, um, yeah. but yeah, it, it's. Like it was different because it, on a podcast you can like sometimes if Warren and I mess up we'll just clap really loud so we can see the you know noise meter and I can know right. hey I I can go here because this is where I accidentally you know slipped up and cussed too much or like I called someone the wrong name um, we don't do that often I try and like leave in as much as I can because it's more authentic do y'all hear that car alarm or is yeah. that yeah. me yeah. all right that no. might, that was them agreeing car. with you if, that you, was them if you've been following anything that's going on in Atlanta, that could honestly be my car. Um, but Warren, do you want to talk and I can put myself on mute maybe? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was an awesome weekend and, and it kind of, it put, it We're did back. put a, a little, put a little hold on, on our announcing. We just went straight back into the podcast. Yeah. We, we started going to some test matches and that's when we started doing some of the press credentials and some of the press uh, conferences where, which was really fun. You know, we went to New York for Saracens, London Irish. Nice. We, we've been to Chicago for every rugby weekend, got nice. to witness, you know, Ireland upset the all blacks, which was really cool. And like sit in, in the, in the, with, uh, in the press conference and like, I'll never forget when Preston asked Joe Schmidt a question and I turned around and looked at him. Like I heard his voice from behind me and I turned him like, oh, you're asking Joe Schmidt a question. <laughs> Like I just thought we were coming in here to listen, <laughs> and 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 like he just like bubbles off. It was actually a really good question, and 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 I like I like looked down and was taking notes and like oh my god, I can't believe you just did that. So, so professional, so yeah. professional. Yeah. <laughs> I think I took a video of me asking it actually. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, it, it was uh, you know, like once we had that, it, it was a new way to look at rugby because you're looking yeah. at it like in the moment. You have to talk about it as it's happening, mm-hmm. um, and. We Ryan Ginty from Next Level Rugby reached out to us about going up to do the Old Glory matches for their preseason, mm-hmm. and I remember I mentioned it to work, and then Warren I think was actually taking vacation like around that time and couldn't take off like an extra day to fly up, um, 
and we were going to propose like a new schedule, but my work had already been like, you need to go. Like they're like, you need to take off. Nice. Um, so yeah, it was like, it was a really awesome situation, but then going up there and, uh, you know, doing like, like an MLR like level team, like it, you know, it, it's their intro season and being able to do that was like a next level. And then realizing that someone's going to be like, Hey, like we're going to commercial, like you need to read off this sponsor. And it's like, Man, I used to watch people doing this, and and then like whenever they messed up, I would always be like, "Ah, you idiot!" And then like now it's me, like I'm the idiot, and so like I have to like make sure that like I don't mess anything up. So yeah, it was like a like the the not not that we didn't feel the pressure with the college sevens, but like that was more almost more like like the podcast. It was like at sevens, you you can you know hyperbole is like the norm. Like say what you want because it's just high flying, it's fun, and like this one was more like no, like okay, you have to button it up a little bit like this is a this is a 15s match you got to go with it so it's like changing that um and then even getting to do the one match uh, like that i was able to do with with old glory in the actual season against seattle you know I'm next to like mike tolkien and i like when we first started the podcast like warren and i he was the coach like we were talking about mike right? tolkien's, like team yeah. and then it's like now i'm like yeah, like now 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 i'm like do you like what do you think of that try uh mike like <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it was just like a, a really weird like and like going down on the field and then like not knowing like is it cool if I just go over to Duratalo pre-match and say what's up like <laughs> technically I'm allowed because like I'm not naked, but like but like I'm doing it not for that I'm doing it for me and so it's like I'll just I want to be I want to be his friend <laughs> yeah, so like, I want to get to yeah. know you I, I, you know I said good match and I gave him a little butt tap a little squeeze you know, just so he don't forget the double he doesn't forget you know. <laughs> Uh, remember me not. Remember yeah. me not. <laughs> and, and, and we'll be honest, the best thing, like, the, one of the biggest drivers of the podcast, or we are also just massive fanboys of, like, yeah. of our USA players. Yeah. So getting to, like, be around them and hang out with them, like, like we, we try to play it cool, but, like, we're freaking out like little <laughs> kids. So, like, the fact that, like, you know, when we see it, when we go to a test match, like Blaine Scully sees us, he's like, he's like, those are those two. Like, hey, guys, yeah. I know who you are. <laughs> like, you know, we get yeah. so excited. Like, and like, we know you two best friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> we only talk about you every night. And, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, running into Cam Dolan in San Francisco for the sevens. And he's like, he's like, what are you mother doing here? Yeah. And, and like, you know, taking us under his arm. And we're both like looking at each other like, he, he remembers us. So <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it's been fun to, you know, because we are around the same age for a lot of these guys. Although now they're, they're getting a lot younger than we are. Yeah. So it's, it's been fun. <laughs> it's been fun to kind of come up with them right. and see the success of the team too. I mean, we, 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 we try to not let that, we, we, we do speak honestly, you know, we talk about when we think guys need to be replaced or when, when guys aren't playing as well, we, we do try to not let it weigh too much into us, but it's been really fun to kind of be on this ride with them from like, we remember creating the podcast in 2014 to like Preston and I watching them beat Scotland together. Oh, um, freaking out during that game because it was like a lot of these guys we we saw we watched the 50 to 0 drubbings against South Africa in the 2015 right. World Cup right like like Cam Dolan was was playing in those games against the Maori All Black where we got destroyed and to seeing us beat Scotland 18,000 people ish in the stadium like all right man like we're going places it's exciting yeah. You know, I, I, I always it's one part of this this process that's been really interesting. And I, I love that you, you talk about it like that, because even for me, you know, 
having been able to step into that media light and now you get those access points, the whole viewpoint of how I've seen media now completely changes. Like, mm-hmm. like you talked about with the commentating in the ear. I, I remember the first time it happened. And the hardest thing for me, I, I already try and think of everything before I say it. It doesn't mm-hmm. always come out right, but you're, you're going through the words and mm-hmm. phrases. And then all of a sudden you have this voice in what your is- head disrupting the voice in your head, preventing you from saying the things that you want. But it's like, okay, I, I can see what is happening now on the greater scale. And then now when you get on on onto the field, like when I, I went to the Rugby World Cup and I was in the elevator with Brian Habana right next to me, and I'm like, yo, this is Brian Habana. I was like, I, I'm right now I'm on the same level with you. Same place right now. It's like, and you know, you're just trying to be cool. You're just like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. So in my yeah. mind, I'm just like, yo. Yeah, you're freaking it's, out. Like, it's freaking me. But it's, at the same time, it's like, you know them. It it becomes, like you said, you're growing with them and you, you get that human. I don't know. Maybe it becomes more human. They well, become much more human. It's it's why rugby is the best sport in the world, though. I mean, even even like for the USA players, they're all super down to earth, right? Fact. Because because let, let's be honest, they, they still aren't household names. But the couple of times we've interacted with the All Blacks, the Ireland Irish national team, like when we've been in elevators, out of the town, when they go out with them, yeah, exactly. That's why you had the bottle. You had the yeah, bottle, exactly. <laughs> but like, they, like it truly is. It is a different sport. It's a different ethos. I know everyone kind of talks about it. You know the, the values of rugby, and, and and some of it is going away as it becomes more commercial. But at the end of the day, even the biggest rugby star is nothing compared to like a a second or third string NFL star, right? And, and they're posse. So it's just like it, it, it's still they're really approachable uh, uh, men and women, and and they 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 are very willing to give you time and, and their thoughts on things. And it, it's, it's a really, it's cool. And, and that's why I love the sport, right? Is it's still that amateur ethos of that D three rugby all the way up to somebody who's, who's dressing for the all blacks. They'll, they'll kind of treat you like the exact same person, whether you're uh, a professional with them or a D three rugby player or, or just a fan. I think a, a good story that embodies that is, is the first time that we interviewed AJ McGinty, Mm-hmm. Um, he was like fresh on the on the Eagles scene, but he was already well established as, as someone who the fans were like, okay, this is the right. you know like he, he's, between yeah, his time at Life and then whenever yeah, he went on yeah, he just signed for sale when we interviewed him, nice. and he uh, he had reached out to us and he said like, hey, like, I guess his brother or someone he knows listens to the pod, and like obviously we talk about him like <laughs> right, what else are we gonna talk about <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> And he was like, hey, like, I, I heard you guys uh, like want to interview me. And like, I don't even think either of us had said, like, like we want to interview him. We probably just talked about him enough. So, and like, so we want to talk, but, but we, 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 Preston, we, you, you're forgetting a key thing. He reached out to us because his brother said that we broke the news of him signing for sale before he had technically signed. And okay, like, that was you. Guys, please delete this tweet and get yeah. it off the internet. That was so then, so then once we started going back and forth, he's like, yeah, and, 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 my brother said you guys like talked about interviewing me, so we're like, "Ha, ah, see, you're mad at us at first, but now you're okay with it." Yeah, all right, but man, like, I'll get I'll get back to that in a second about about, about Warren breaking the rules real quick. Yeah, but 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 the point I was trying to make was uh, AJ McGinty reached out. Like he he said, "Heard you guys want to talk?" We met uh, AJ McGinty, Cam Dolan, and Nicole Strasco at, at a at a Mexican restaurant in Marietta. We sat outside. We would set up two microphones with our laptops. We talked for like an hour. 
with, with like we think we ate chips and like guac and had beer, beer first yeah. and then we did it like we were talking with uh, obviously we didn't know he would become like what he has become like obviously uh you know an international star but you know three people who are now eagles just like met us at like the side of the freeway at a, at a, at a restaurant we sat outside on a patio when we interviewed them and they, they were super candid like i even asked one you know mildly maybe inappropriate joke and like they like you know they all went along with it you know all right yeah but but warren actually did break the rules he he, he, he tweeted about uh aj signing before it was actual news and yeah. he did he did get reprimanded for that yeah you're, you're breaking the sourcing you're breaking yeah. the source media media 101 yeah <laughs> mike friday called me out too the, yeah the I, I was you know what i didn't want to bring that up but that was just on my mind you get reprimanded a lot you get aj yeah. shout out to you mike friday I think like trashed you, and I think that's why he doesn't oh, he, follow us. I don't yeah, think like probably likes either of us at all. He <laughs> us and called me out. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. We're not gonna just like just lay over. Ah, he called you. What happened? So it was the Olympic team had been announced, and Nate Ebner was included. And you might remember back on that time that it was kind of a controversial choice yeah, because Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there were there were some big time guys that had been in around the camp for a long time. Got passed over. And they got passed over for him. And I made the opinion, like I said, that some before that we, the games, before it was they before, just the games. Games, before the games, we, we, one of our favorite things to do is to review the squads. We talk about who was selected, why they're selected, what we think they're going to do. And, and we provide opinion that, Hey, I wouldn't have chosen this player. I would have chosen this player. And, and, um, and that's what I said is I was like, look, I kind of think that Nate Ebner was chosen as a as a PR um, stunt, as to like get more press for the for the t- tour, to get you know to get the NFL to, to like give some coverage and and really to just kind of bolster this team. Literally, I ended up know. being one hundred percent wrong. <laughs> he was one of the best players, <laughs> and Mike Friday retweeted our podcast, so he did give it a bump and was like, oh. he's like. All of my players are picked on merit. It has nothing yeah. to do with this. Like, like you, you have no idea what you're talking about. Da 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 da. And he was 100 percent right. And uh, and but, but you, it was you um, admitted after the games. You're like, like he, yeah, he killed it. Like so, yeah, he, it, it, it wasn't like you didn't double down. But yeah, that little fiasco. I think well, he'll probably. He think he hates us. He hates us both. But you know it. what? That shows you guys how good you are. If you haven't gotten a good level of hate, then <laughs> you haven't really done anything. Yeah, where, yeah where, and he put you, he hated you so much that he promoted you in the hate. Yeah, <laughs> there's no such thing as bad press. Right? Look, yeah. you guys just want yeah. step away from TMZ kicking in on this now. Very I'm just true. saying, like, <laughs> oh, but that's but I, I love that. Like, and and that's kind of where you we want to go, and that's where that industry aspect of it now begins to go into. So, kind of kind of wrapping it down a little bit. You know, you guys. And I, I kind of wanted to hit a few small things that are happening now. And obviously, you guys have also spoken a lot about MLR, uh, yeah. particularly. So uh, and I'm not going to lie. I'm much weaker on MLR. For, for some reason, I still have not stepped into the zone. And I, I do appreciate looking at talking with people who are a little bit more into it because I think it can help, you know, maybe convince me. But more importantly, to be able to help show exactly what it is that it has to offer. But, you know, you guys started working into the MLR, obviously, talking about commentating with gold glory um and then you guys have just been really we've had a really in-depth version of it for you guys what have you guys seen from start to this last season well this last half season that you guys feel like this league has it because we know we went through so many of these so yes 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, like, when we first started the podcast, Pro Rugby, uh, like, th- like three months later, came into existence. So, like, we've always had that kind of, like, that boon, that lift of, like, rugby kind of being professional. Uh, but that was the first one that we watched while also having, like, a platform to, like, talk about rugby and, and stuff like that. So I feel like having be, being able to look at that with almost the same lens uh, as Major League Rugby is, I, I feel like, you know, with, with Pro, they went at it as, like, a they even called it a beta season. You know, we're just going to test right. it out. MLR never had that. Like, you know, they had their preseason, but they went right into it. You know, when season one happened, like, this is real. There's a championship at the end. Uh, and, and, you know, talking about seeing from the beginning to the to this, you know, third and a half season that we saw, I think a handful of teams are doing a really good job uh, of ingratiating themselves in that youth scene, the youth yes. rugby, um, right. connecting with the community, like actually becoming a part of the city. Um, you know, I, I think it's easy to look at, you know, we have rugby goggles on. So, like, right. we're going to watch rugby no matter what, matter you know. What. Like every team could rebrand tomorrow to an Iltini something. And like, you know what? I'm probably going to watch it, you know? But we have to sometimes look at it from like, these are now professional teams. So when people talk about Atlanta and they talk about professional teams, they're talking about the Braves, Hawks, the Falcons, and now they have to include rugby ATL in that conversation. So I think the teams that are going to be the most successful are the ones that, um, emulate that professional um, attitude, but also bringing in what makes rugby fun. You know, you yeah. like realizing that like when you're engaging with fans, like you can, you can break the rules a little bit. You, you can be a little bit different because it's rugby. It's expected. It's part of that, that culture. Um, so like, becoming involved in youth rugby and, and then accepting the community um, is what I've seen that, that other iterations didn't have. And obviously like, money is a big part. Like, like money is like the back end issue. Like, that's yeah. a part of everything. So, like, money is, is is a part of getting to know the community because you have to, you know, put on these events. And then also, like, one more thing before uh, toss over to Warren: these stadiums. You know, once we start getting, you know, like a Viva Stadium, um, something like that, where where a team is now saying like, we're planting our roots here, like our actual flag is is going here, um, and it's a, it's a rugby built stadium. You know, it's not like hey, soccer rents it out on the weekend or we rent it from a soccer team that to me shows that it, it's getting there. Um, and once that stadium is able to be filled, you know, no, you know, is, health issues, but once that stadium is able to be filled and we can see that, I think that's when it takes the next level um, or gets it to the next level is we have these purpose-built stadiums. They're getting sold out. Um, they're a part of the community. And it's not just, it's not just like a, a novelty anymore. Like, Oh, a rugby team started in our city. Let's go watch it. No, yeah. it, it's on the same level. You know, maybe not, obviously not revenue wise as, you know, your NBA team or your NFL team or baseball, but it's, it's, it's in that conversation. You know, we've got major league lacrosse here as well. They're trying to get in the conversation. You know, when I talk about it, you can only have so much attention. I, you know, we're fighting for attention with them in this market in Atlanta and rugby needs to be able to like take that step and be viewed as the more serious um, alternative or the the more serious sport, you know, to, to go along with your MLS team or something like that. So, so, so I, so my kind of thought around rugby has changed because of MLR. I was like, national team is our only way forward. Like, I, I was yeah. watching the World Cup soccer and seeing these rabid American fans. I was like, we need this. This is going to fix rugby in America. And MLR has begun to change my mind on that. When we turned out to the very first uh, rugby ATL game, 
And there's like close to 3,000 people in the stadium. You know, we're obviously kind of plugged into the Atlanta community. We've played for different clubs. Like I'm right. seeing Atlanta Renegades guys there. I'm seeing Atlanta Old White. I'm seeing High Country. These are these are uh, these groups would never like hang out socially. Like there's really big rivalry. <laughs> I know you guys' division out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're 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 all turning up and they're buying beers. They're buying jerseys. I'm like, wait a minute. Like they all love rugby, but they don't have something they can cheer for. And for some reason, they really just haven't gotten into the national team. Like they're right. not turning out for pubs to watch the national team play. But they they enjoy the social aspect of rugby. Let's be honest, drinking, singing songs, seeing their buddies, seeing people they played with 20 years ago. They now have a place they can go every Saturday, see all those people, drink, watch a game, uh, take their kids, get their kids involved to it. Maybe MLR is the next step from D3 rugby that then leads to the national team being more popular because now mm-hmm. the guys leaving the MLR team to get represent to represent the national team. Right. Oh, that guy plays for my MLR team. I'm going to tune in and watch the Eagles this weekend. Right. So that's what makes me most excited about MLR. Uh, the, the other things are the, the youth outreach to Preston's point. It's just, it's been amazing. Again, rugby ATL's commitment to Atlanta youth rugby and to some other youth franchises. We see what New England's doing. It's freaking oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, they do free jacks. And, and the other cool thing is, is like the people that were listening to our podcast, the people that are like rugby nerds, MLR like reached out and embraced those people and brought them in. Like right. whether that's rugby ATL asking us to be the announcers for a couple of their games where we're like over the, the intercoms, whether that's like guys like Brandon Sparks out of Michigan, who was like, who, who was a, he was a professional rugby coach, but let's be honest. He was like just doing it. Cause he loved rugby. Right. Utah hiring a guy like that and getting that guy involved in MLR, mm-hmm. like Steven Lewis being involved with Rooney. You're taking these people that want good happening, good things to happen for American rugby. Aaron Castro working for MLR. Like yep. you're taking guys that like really, really are interested in rugby being successful. MLR is going and getting those people and bringing them in and incorporating them. And I think that is making it a really good thing. Where pro rugby, they just didn't want anything to do with those people. Right. And if you if you shun the community, you're not going to be successful. And then um, the last point I'll make is that really it, it, it is it's just an entertaining game. I mean, there's still a lot of things we need to work on. I'm still supporting bringing in all these overseas players because I think it's making them more attractive. And it changes the standard of the game a little exactly. bit so that it's not like, okay, we're, we're here, and then everybody talks about how it's not that. It's like, all right, everybody yeah. who gets coming in, it raises up the level, and everybody has yeah. to raise up to that point. And, 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 like, the academies are still mostly American. The, the youth outreach is mostly American. And I think that will balance out. But, like, I like that we're getting Namibian players and Uruguayan players. I like that when we're talking as fans, we can be like, dude, there's there's 12 internationals out on that field right now. Like, that's a cool thing to talk about. Yeah. Even if most of them are Tier 2 internationals, like, that's what the premiership has over in England. They talk, like, yeah. we've got this many Welsh internationals, this many English internationals. You're getting the best of the best to play. So that's it, it, it's just a fun league, and, it's, and we can't wait for it to be back on TV, and we can't wait to go back to games. Yeah, no, I, I I like I like what you said because some of those are the points that I've I've had like the feeling of what was needed in rugby. I know when it comes to the to the professional side, I love the point. It's yo, there is an, a community aspect that goes to now. These are my guys yeah. here of this is my regional guys, and now it kind of made the U.S. national team into more of the all stars of the all stars. Yeah, you yep. know, so you you have that aspect, and then of course then you get to include the fact 
that I, and this one I saw actually at the high school level, I, and it actually shocked me. But it's changed the the way that the kids are now incentivized to play rugby. Yes, because even from high school to college, there was always you know you have a few high schoolers that played and like you guys, and then when you get to college, it's like eh, or you guys play with your team, but it's nothing significant. Yep. But now you start to see the way that these kids, especially that have started playing in middle school, now are playing in high school. Now everything goes, oh, yo, we want tape. Yo, we want to get seen because if we get seen, we get seen by the precept of the MLR side. Because So if we get seen by MLR, we also can get seen by these college sides. So now we're trying to actually fill in talent the way that it should, that naturally will be. And then now if you get to the USA side, that's icing on the cake. It's no longer the cake, which I think was always a little bit better because – less games, less roster spots, and just the, the process of getting there is a lot more difficult. So I, I, I agree whenever it comes to that. I think the one part that I'd, has still kind of thrown me off with MLR has been the celebrity, the celebrity vacation. I, I'm going to get that word at some point. <laughs> we'll, we'll patent it. We'll, we'll, we'll get make it. There we go. But, you know, it, it's been that part where it's like I still don't know if I feel comfortable with who the faces of MLR are. Like, I know if you step inside, if you know, like, your community's one, I, I get that. Yeah. But I think whenever you're actually pushing something professional like this, it's like, yo, I need to know who are the top three that I need to be looking for just overall. And then let me trickle down because I might not connect with my home team Yo, maybe I'm down with these Utah guys. Yo, maybe I'm over here with uh, Old Glory. Maybe I'm here down here with Rugby ATL. I can't ever do that one. But, like, <laughs> with the goal. Understandable, understandable. You know, look, look, you know, that NOLA life, all right? So, <laughs> so both our NFL seasons are over, so we're in the same boat. You, you just, you just got to stab it out. in there, don't you? Yeah. Stab and twist. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah it's, it, I think it's that part that's just that final leap over where it's like sell it. Just just sell it as is and then take us over the top from there. And, and that's why last season was so frustrating and that it got cut short because we had like Ma Nanu. Like Preston and I were both right. talking about there's yeah. no way we're going to miss that game. And and we, I yeah. remember talking to men's club players that knew very little about, about international rugby, but what they did know, they knew all blacks and they knew right. who Mananu was. Yeah. And they were like, there's no way I will not be at that game. I was like, we're going to have like 4,000 people at this game because everyone wants to see Mananu, even in Ben Foden and the beast for DC. Mm-hmm. So I, again, if we can keep bringing in some of these guys on the end of their careers, we have Chris Robshaw coming over to San Diego. Like, it will be cool to have those like superstar names. Um, but, but I also think it just takes time to to build those household names of guys that yeah aren't aren't huge, but uh, with a couple more seasons under our belt, they'll start we'll, to build it in. Yeah, definitely. And I know Preston has a lot of opinions on that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're just like like working in advertising, uh, like. It's the it, it's the last thing you spend money on. Like I, I obviously you take care of your players, you take care of this back office, all of that. And, you know, getting out there and making a name for yourself in a way that, like, a lot of times marketing and advertising, it's it's viewed as you know, like not even just like secondary, but like tertiary. Which um, is ironic because it should be actually your main thing. That's your distribution. I mean, that's what we always say when we say like, <laughs> "Hey, pay us money." This should be what you're doing first, right? Somebody who's telling USA Rugby that too. Yeah. Well, you know what, like. 
Warren, no one's hired our cons- hired our consultancy yet. You know, we've, that, that we've, we've been, we've been for... telling them to hire us for forever, <laughs> yeah. and all they did was declare bankruptcy. So, right, but it, it gets like there's there, there's so many like you said earlier. It's all about the story, right. and, and like that's that, that's true for like every brand that like we ever work on. It's it's the story. Like you can't just. It's no longer like writing a headline, and like even for rugby, it's no longer just being like like one or ruck and like posting a picture and then putting it out there. Like you have to tell a story. Right. Uh, like to make people care. And like, that's true for like a tire brand or like a law firm. I'm like, it, it's all the same. You have to connect. And I think once MLR gets to a position where um, like real marketing dollars can be, can be put into um, not just the league, but like those dollars are in the individual teams. Cause some of them are doing really well with um, you know, maybe not, the, the like the biggest budget, but they're stretching that budget. They're making it work. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. doing. A, they're putting out a lot of content, connecting with people with a small budget, and like, other teams are getting there. But I think it's also like we're we're still waiting for that that first personality, you know, right. like, to kind that's, of come in. And you know, and, and it's not just like obviously Ma'ananu. That's a known quantity. He's like, a look. He's, yeah, he's like, an aura, but it wasn't. You're not going to hear him and be like. Oh my God! Yeah. Yo, he's, yeah. Like even like yeah, like Matawa like they he's a known commodity, but like we, you know, kind of still waiting for that first like homegrown player to come in and just somehow like I don't know what it is about a personality that connects, but someone that comes in and just the the city embraces them. Like they they, yeah. they they you know get together, and, and once we get there, like once we get some superstars and like you get. Um, you know, a city rallying behind a player. I, I, you know, I think that's when it takes the next level. Um, and obviously like, like Warren said, like I'm kind of biased because it's my field. Right. Um, and like, I probably give more attention to it than like it might deserve, but like it, it is building that brand, having the ability to make the most of your money and be smart. Like if you don't have a lot of money, you got to target how you're going to get to a city. But I think we're still waiting for that personality. That first yeah couple personalities where they come in and it's like, all right, the league is going to get behind this person. And like, we have some superstars in the league like Cam Dolan and, and like right. Ben Sima, these young, these young people, right. but you know, who's going to be that first player that kind of goes viral. Like these are professional athletes. Like who's going to like the Carlin sprinting gif of him in that parking deck. Like who's the first MLR player who's going to reach that viral stage because of a hit or a score. And you know, when they, when they talk, it's like, Oh yeah, I was, I was actually born you know, in, in, in Phoenix, like right. I'm down the street and I'm just, I'm playing rugby. So but I feel like I was going to continue. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say that is kind of a rugby issue though. That is, you know, what's cool about rugby is, is that it's a team yeah, game. It is, and it's you, humility. Yeah. You look, you look at our global game and who do you say is the most popular player in the world? Like a Bowden Barrett. And it's not like we're seeing him on McDonald's commercial. Yeah, right. He's, he's a very humble guy. So that's it. Uh, rugby isn't an American sport. You know, everything you guys were just talking about, that's very American, right? That's Michael right. Jordan. That, yeah. that, that's capitalism. That that's putting a, a brand there. And I, I think that's, we, we struggle with the commercial with no commercial breaks with rugby in America. I think we also yeah. struggle with the fact that it isn't this like super driven around individual players. Sure. Right. I mean, like it's just the, the, the positioning doesn't really allow for that, but I do think the teams can brand themselves as that too. And we're beginning to see that the game day experiences, the, the, you know, the, the crazy crowds, the smoke coming out of the stadiums where folks are kind of taking a little bit of the MLS experience Mm -hmm. and saying like, 
our team is known for this, this rowdiness, this craziness, this, this, this fun and, and building that brand of like our club does this and, and that attracts fans, which is, which is also really cool. But I, I do think the superstar will come. It's just, it's an American thing and it's just like bound to happen. It's gonna be really or, exciting when it happens. Like it will be. When, like, Warren, it, I don't appreciate you sticking through your your hands into my brain and taking literally the thing out. Of it. I'm <laughs> the one that speaks into your brain. Right. <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah. No, yeah. but that, that was that was. But I do think that 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 is that is a concept and finding that middle ground between it um, of how do we commun- find the community aspect of being humbly unhumble. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, and, and being able to say, what is that face? What who's going to be our Bills Mafia while simultaneously yeah. also being our Josh Allen in, in, in that aspect? And, and that's why Carl and, and Perry, that's why Carl and Perry are so great, because yeah. they came into the sport so late. They've got swagger. They, they played other sports they were really successful at. The, and and sevens is also just a provides a little bit more bravado. Nobody's right. like called them out for being too because because let's be honest, they, ha- they perform. Yeah, they perform and they don't do anything crazy. They're, they're not like yeah. they're not say like running their mouths or anything, right? So, but if we could kind of take that model and apply it to MLR, and hey, maybe it's an MLR team signing Perry Baker or Carl and Arnold, who knows? Um, yeah, and then I, I think I think we could have a, a really nice recipe. I agree. I love it. Ah, when you you speak media, it it speaks to the soul as well too. I feed on this. No, but I, I, <laughs> I really do. I love this. And honestly, we're, look, I, I'm just going to let you guys know. We're going to do this again later down the line, whatever. Now we got games and stuff. Absolutely. So, um, but, oh, 100%. 100%. Um, we got to have you up to Atlanta, and then you yeah. got to have us down to, to NOLA. I'm ready we'll for do, it. When, when the gold comes up here, you come. We'll, we'll show you around the Atlanta facility. When, when Atlanta comes down to NOLA, we'll go and, and do that. That'd be a blast. Yeah, Gib, I, I will show you parts of Atlanta that, that will blow your mind. You'll, I'm, Look, already, I'm, I'm, I'm already planning this. I'm, 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 I'm ready. Because he, he, Warren's actually like, oh, God, I, I, I regret <laughs> that Andrew already because he knows where I'm taking you. I'm he traveling that weekend. Three letters. It's three letters, Gib. Um, we'll show you uh, the time of your life. I, I, I just you. need to say – Atlanta and I, we've had a peace treaty for the last five years. You know, it's we've always had a love-hate relationship with each other, but we've been good. So I'm hoping this is still a safe time for me to go into Atlanta, okay. and then we're not going to have trouble. I mean, bad trouble. I'm here for good trouble. Let's let's get yeah. to good trouble. Yeah, good, good, good trouble is what we do in Atlanta. <laughs> I got you whenever you guys come down to Louisiana. We'll, we'll make this one happen because, well, there's no Olympics anymore. So yeah. I got time. Yeah. <laughs> Pour one out for that, you know. Yeah, seriously. right. But guys, I know while it might be obvious, but I'm still say, hey, man, where can people find you uh, from either individually and then, of course, with the podcast itself? Yeah, so it's AmericaRugbyPod.com. All of our social media is at AmericaRugbyPod. Uh, we're we're on Instagram. You can find our personal Instagrams on there. You'll we're on Twitter. You can find our personal Twitters there. And if you want to get included in our show, Preston, what do you have to do? Well, you have to leave us a five-star review, and we will read it off. Literally, no matter what it says, no matter we will what read it, it off. We've, been we've, had, we've had some outrageous five-star reviews. We've been forced to read them off. We've had some pretty good four-star reviews. You know what we did? Give me them off. <laughs> so five stars, we will read it off. Oh, that's a really good idea. See, that's, that's a marketing brain at work mm-hmm. right there. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos. I think Warren was the one that, that marked that up. So, like, 
Warren, you need to take his job. Like, what, what's happening right now? Preston, I, I think. Take... <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm just, like I said earlier, fake it to make it. That is my life, you know? Donkeys, donkeys come up with good ideas from time to time, right, Preston? Well, you know, you probably got the idea from something I had said at a previous point in time. Yeah, because we all know that good ideas start in the backs. I I just can't believe we went a whole hour without you telling a story about playing in, uh, rugby in Mexico. Wait, I think these are the, the are these the shorts? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, the shorts I played in Mexico in are, are somewhere else. I had to return those. These are the ones I played Bermuda in. Two to, two different matches that I played with USRB South. Pre- Preston loves, locations. Preston loves to tell his his stories like he actually played for the national team. Uh, <laughs> Well, but technical, technically, under RAN, you did play, if you play for USA South, you did play for a national team. Might not be the national team, yeah. but it is a cap. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I, we've heard I, about I it a million accept, times. I will only accept the cap if it doesn't make me an insurrectionist or anything like that. Right? <laughs> like, I'll accept it, but I'm a little tentative. I'm, I'm a little worried about what it might mean. But I, I'll, I'll take the cap. I, I did get a cap, so take that, Warren. <laughs> I, I was almost kidnapped in Mexico City over that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, no, it's, you know, look, look, you know, sometimes, sometimes you you put you got to push the bubble. You know, you get the right messages. You know, whatever the people are talking into your ear, you do what you got to do. Can't say, can't say. No, guys, ah, oh, I loved it. Ah, can't wait to have you guys back again. Thank you so much for just just taking the time. I genuinely enjoyed this, and as this is being our first official actually getting to talk together, this was absolutely the most natural uh, thing ever and I, I can't wait to do it again we can't Super wait natural. to that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we like to end our podcast with a uh, go Eagles so let, let's give it let's wrap it up with that all right go go, go Eagles. Eagles oh wait we're doing it <laughs> there we go yo I look what can I say? Uh, <laughs> I I love it. Like I love a good conversation when it comes to media stuff, and I love a great conversation with guys who are as nerdy as I am, and uh, of course uh, that just are just awesome to be around. And guys, they're not the only ones. Yo, we got some great people that you guys should check out. Check out some of our other podcasts. Check it back. We had Toes on Tutatanway last episode we had the usa rugby club and train club training and development council on we got curachiba rugby from brazil we're going overseas and you guys are going to see more overseas with uh curachiba rugby gabby j pellegrini vito Encina, and leonardo uh leonardo uh sima we got tiffany faye rugby uh usa women's rugby captain for the Rugby World Cup Women's in 2017, Tiara Mack, and Unwoosery, Koma Gandhi Fishbin, USA Rugby uh, board member now, uh, Dr. Amelia Lucianu, uh, Georgie Koda, Kimani David. Yo, we got a list for you. Naya Tapper, we got Cheddar Amber. Like, we got a list. You guys don't want to miss any of this, and you don't want to miss what's coming. We get nothing but great people on here, man. Nothing but great people. And I thank you guys for taking the time to listen, to enjoy. Continue to please pass this on. Please put out the reviews. And until then, I hope you guys are happy. I hope you guys are healthy. And I hope you know you are highly favored. Till next time. Cheers.